welcome to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. My name is Russ Frostick, and today I'm joined by Allegra Frank. Hey, Allegra. Hello, Russ. How are you doing? I am very awake, as always. As always, very awake. Mm -hmm. If it seems like Allegra is sleepy for three consecutive episodes, there's no reason that's the case. <laughs> uh, there's all. We are also joined by Chris Plant. Hey, Chris. Oh, hello. How are you? You know, I'm doing well. Chris, whenever it's your episode, I feel like I have to walk on eggshells to make sure that I don't accidentally reveal the subject that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And this episode is no different. Let that me subject tell is... you the subject. <laughs> so right. an elevator pitch. There is a curse on millionaires. <gasps> uh, a Super Bowl winning football coach whose biggest regret is not buying stock options. <laughs> and um, a man named Trip. <laughs> is that short for anything? Triptholomew. Triptholomew, yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that. I think that's it. Anyway, so this is the story of Madden NFL football. You're in the game. EA Sports. Sports. It's in the Madden. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so we're going to start this by talking about Trip Hawkins. And just so everybody's on the same page, this is not a full history of like everything Madden because that would be a book. We're going to just talk about kind of the origin This story is chapter here. one. This is chapter one of the Madden book. Welcome to episode one of our new Madden podcast. One of 32 unlimited series. <laughs> Brought to you by Seriously? Activision. Twist, we're gonna dunk on it. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. Activision has nothing to gain. Um, Trip Hawkins. He's born in 1953. And they're like, what will we name this child? And they're like, Trip Hawkins. And they're like, perfect. That is a great name. His last name, like the parents' last name wasn't even Hawkins. They just yeah, thought no, it was like a perfect absolutely fit. not. They were Bart and Bartha brown <laughs> he was born to them um he's all <laughs> fun fact not everything in this episode is true um he is a technology savant uh, an aspiring business person at a very young age as a baby as a as a wee babe um he's also a football obsessive but he's a nerd and i say that like yeah, i'm a nerd like 2018 nerds are cool have you seen mm-hmm. big bang um bbt bbt <laughs> do you watch bbt do you even watch bbt <laughs> he loves the 1967 game stratomatic which is <gasps> kind of like D. kind okay it's just like a tabletop game uh but for football i've played stratomatic it's really i, I thought it was for baseball maybe both I think there's a football version. There's definitely a baseball one as well. Um, it's actually pretty interesting. The best way I can describe it is like, yeah, as you said, it's like D&D. So you have like actual players based on real players and you would like roll dice to like see if they hit, got a hit or something. It was like... And they had advantages like in buffs, right? Yeah, like one would be good at stealing bases or one based on their like real world stats. It was pretty interesting. There you go. Dorky. You know- Dorky as hell, but interesting. It might have been the baseball thing, but anyway, he loves football. So yeah. this is from uh, a very good feature on ESPN. 
titled by titled the franchise and we'll be citing that or sourcing it throughout this uh this episode uh he's a bright and precocious uh teenager hawkins created stratomatic knockoff uh and then attempted to start a business around it uh his next door neighbor in uh in California, was former AFL president Milt Woodard, uh, who gave Hawkins this opportunity to send a proposal to the game to none other than Kansas City Chiefs owner Lamar Hunt, who wrote back, beat it, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Hawkins did not. He, uh, He collected five grand in investment, and it totally flopped. What, so he released it as like a board game he, he created it and tried to release it and, and oh it wasn't it was a hit a failure um so uh from there he goes to harvard and he has this idea and he's like you know what the reason it didn't work math is not fun it's hard nope. we'll get computers to do all the heavy lifting and he programs a football sim for like one of the giant computers and remember this is the uh I guess it's late, late 70s. So computers are like, they fill rooms. You Still know, pretty they, big. I don't, I mean, in 60s, they filled rooms. They're probably, the, probably so the one he, he programmed this for used uh, tape data storage. Oh, wow. So like the storage alone, it took up a lot of space. Yeah. Um, he graduates from Harvard. He makes up his own degree in strategy and applied game theory. Wow. Yep. No one's hiring that guy. Uh, <laughs> Funny you should say that. In 1978, <laughs> right after college, he becomes one of the first hundred people to work at Apple. Hey! Where he makes millions in stock. Where's uh, that company going? And he uses about $200,000 of his uh, vested stock to invest in electronic arts. So this is 1982, four years later. Wow. Time it takes to invest. So um, EA existed already at that point. No, no. The, he's creating it. Nineteen eighty-two. Oh, I understand. With the money Using that he oh. earned from with Apple. some of that money. I mean, you know, he's not going to put all his money into it. Um, but he is like he's giving up a pretty good opportunity. He is the director of product marketing at Apple when he leaves. Um, and this is like the cusp of the personal computing boom. So it's surprising. That doesn't seem like like a good fit. Like he seems like like a programmer, like a game design, like doesn't marketing seems like a weird fit for him not really i mean he's always i mean i think that's like kind of why he excelled oh, which sure. we'll get into but he's somebody who like gets how things are made yeah but largely is a business mind mm. um anyway by the end of 1982 he secures two million dollars of venture capital um and this is why i mean when i say he's, he's a business mind during the funding period he staffs up experts outside of games um, so he has like some people from Atari, but it's also Apple and Xerox. Um, he gets Steve Wozniak to join the board of directors. Uh, so it has a very adult approach, even though he's pretty young in an industry that wasn't really known for um, that sort of methodology. Sure. Uh, uh, trivia. What name did Hawkins originally plan to use for the company? Ooh, 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 ooh. Softo games. I'll give you a clue. Yeah, okay. a clue. It's, it's two words, and the second word is software. So I was close. Yes. Softo games. Uh, I'm gonna go with tripped. 
thank you. That doesn't have Sakura in it, so you didn't use Trick the clue. Software. Trick okay, software. there we go. Um, the name is Hawksoft. Nope. The name is Amazing Software. There's no G in that. Amazing. Oh, Just like amazing. the Mets. Mm, interesting. The Mets are also amazing. Uh, the yes, uh, I guess that's why he couldn't use it. So is there an apostrophe or no? Electronic arts. Um, <laughs> the games are pretty astounding. I, the, in 1983, so this is like right after they've been founded, they released Pinball Construction Set uh, and Mule. Uh, in 85, or M-U-L-E, in 85 they released Bard's Tale, 87, Skate or Die. Um, so they're doing really well. They're doing especially well when you consider that the games industry essentially collapsed mm. right when EA was founded. Um, so that is pretty impressive. Um, but So they have all these games. Uh, but really what Hawkins wants is that football game. That's what he's liked from the beginning. It, and I saw this quote sourced in Sports Illustrated and Wired. Uh, the real reason that I founded EA was because I wanted to make computerized versions of games like Stratomatic. So <laughs> he left Apple put 200 grand into the, his own company so he could make this thing um which is is just wild um he does realize because the industry is a mess which you know maybe we'll get into that if we do a nintendo seal of approval episode some <gasps> point down the line oh Ooh. good idea um he does realize he, you have to have more than the game you have to kind of develop trust with the consumer so he's like oh i gotta get a celebrity to make this a must-have purchase. So, sorry, can I ask, like, at this point, obviously there have been a number of football games in the past. There have, but we'll get into why those games stink. Oh, come on, Tecmo Super Bowl. Tecmo Super Bowl has not... uh, I don't think Tecmo Super Bowl has come out yet. In 87? Let's let's keep going. Okay. We'll get to it. (laughs) Here we are. You're going to set the stage again. Okay. <laughs> mm, lights down. Spotlight. Bo Jackson. Hawkins knows that he's a celebrity <laughs> to get consumers to make this purchase. That's why, for his dream project, he wants none other than Joe Montana. Boom. Mm. Twist. Thank you. Smart Thank choice. You. But Montana has a deal with Atari, so no, no luck. <laughs> so he goes to his second choice. Joe Cap. <laughs> Who can forget Cal Coach Joe Cap? Uh, but Joe Cap Smart was like, yeah, I I want like a cut of what you make, and they're like, yeah, cool, no. <laughs> um, so they go with their third choice, John Madden. Um, that ESPN feature I mentioned paints Madden as something like a cigar chomping goof. He basically sees. The opportunity is like, oh, you'll make a video game and it'll be a coaching tool and we can use it to simulate plays, um, which is smart. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, so you to know a little bit about about John Madden at this point. He is retired from the NFL, but he had a 20 year career from basically the early 60s to the late 70s on coaching staffs in college football and the NFL including a nine-year stint with the Oakland Raiders where he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, this is from Wikipedia. Madden's overall winning percentage, including playoff games, ranks second in league history 
He won a Super Bowl and never had a losing season as head coach. Wow. Um, which, to put it another way, he got out while he was on top. Like, yeah, very He left smart. really as young. He also, uh, I feel like, and you might get into this, had the whole, like, all Madden thing. Mm, yeah. He, 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 like, was known for, like, making his own, like, greatest hits team. Yeah, I, I do not get into that. But oh, Okay. Yeah, I, I think... That was sort of per- perception of him after he retired is like he was a commentator, right? But obviously he also like had this level of expertise to the point where like people trusted him when he said, oh, this player is really good. Yeah. Um, which I guess gives him more value. Which is interesting because in 79, right after he leaves the NFL, he goes into color commentary, um, which not a bad job. Obviously he did excellent with it, but you know, he... <laughs> His skills could have gone in a number of directions that I think would probably have at that time taken advantage of his brain better. Um, but I don't know. Maybe at the same time, because he uh, applied his knowledge there, it, I think, helped expand color commentary in sports. Um, and he does that all the way till 2008. So he does it for a very long time. But weirdly, at the time uh, of Madden's development, he's pretty well known for being the spokesperson for... Uh, it's probably some cereal. It's always a cereal. Nope. Uh, fresh? Uh, <laughs> wait. Um, Lowe's. Close. Ace what? Hardware. Ah, see, Ace I had hardware. a feeling it was one of those, like, Home Depot. Yeah, right before, what's his name? I don't think so, Tim. I don't know. Tim. Al Borland. Oh, the other he, guy. Yeah, he becomes, like, the face of Ace Hardware yeah, for a while. all that plaid. <sighs> all that plaid. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> back to development um madden signs a contract and ea gets an, an old oakland raiders playbook from like for i believe the early 80s it's missing all the passing plays oh no plenty of other stuff and uh ea producer uh joe yabara and developer robin antonick had to find a game essentially in this um and here's the tricky part like oh whatever we got madden he like gave us a little information we got the name uh cool we'll just make a football game like everybody else does it'll have i don't know like six or seven people on each side it'll auto run plays and madden's like no if you're gonna have my name on it it has to be 11 on 11 it has to be a real version of football and that is what differentiated it from the football games from tecmo Tecmo. i believe i don't not an expert on tecmo bowl so i don't want to i don't want to commit to that mm-hmm. um but i will say at this time that is a huge obstacle also this is not even 88 this is i believe 85 is when they start so yeah Tecmo Bowl couldn't have been out because the nes is just coming out in america mm-hmm. um, no i mean that's definitely the way that history works <laughs> i don't know when Tecmo came out um anyway so this is a huge computing like obstacle for computing power at the time all those 11 characters well i guess 22 22 characters. yeah plus um, the coach on the sideline yeah it's 24 plus the mascot and the yeah. like dogs in the stands mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot the game is being designed for apple II. there are four colors no sound um development is a total slog um I mean, this is like the period of time where games were made by, you know, a couple of people in a few months, maybe a little over a year. Um, Madden is starting to take years, plural. 
uh, to the point where they're like not really sure how to just get it finished. Uh, so this is from IGN. The company hired Bethesda Softworks. Mm. Yes. The, the people now best known for Elder Scrolls and the modern Fallout games to finish the game. But this only got them partway to their goal, while EA used many of its designs, including contributions to their physics engine, within a year, Bethesda stopped working on Madden and, stop when this gets familiar, sued EA. Uh-oh. Over oh. EA's failure to publish new versions of Bethesda's Gridiron! Exclamation point, football game. Oh. And they ended up settling out of court. So even... 30 years ago, Bethesda Softworks was still very famously litigious. Sue and everyone. Um, Madden uh, puts, at this point, they're like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do to actually get this game out the door? It is. I also, years. one second, want to just mention, like, you talked about game physics for a sec- Like, yeah, back then, like, it's like, well, did this dot touch this other dot? So then the other dot stopped. <laughs> that was physics. <laughs> So yeah, wow, way to really short sell. The, Come on, the incredible hard work of the people at Bethesda Software. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay, so they're like, oh, how are we gonna get this game up? Madden puts uh, the EA squad in contact with a football beat writer for the San Francisco Examiner, uh, Frank Cooney, and Cooney had t- more nerds made a football board game called Grid Grid. Which is great <laughs> branding, Cooney. N- numeric <laughs> skill ratings. Um, oh, and, no. and he ends up being super helpful because they didn't have licenses. They just had the Madden name. So they're like, oh, well, we don't really have like football names, like team names or player names. So Cooney did research to assign plays uh, and stats to teams and players and gave them fake names. But they were like clearly inspired by their real world counterparts. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the finishing touch. That's the thing that's like, okay, now it feels like a real football game. Did they just um, like put like rhyming versions of their names in there? I think they're, it's something like Joe Montana is like fighting Joe. Joe I, Texas. I I'm <laughs> sure, thinking, Joe. yeah, like Jack Michigan or something. <laughs> <laughs> it took me way too long to catch up to the goof. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jonathan, Iowa. Uh, for, see, I too can goof. <laughs> okay, so the first game finally hits, and it's 1988, and that's it. And we never hear from them again. The end. Goodbye, of Madden. Madden. Really Twist. good episode. That's not the end. Um, the game actually doesn't even look like Madden as we know it. It's way more sim heavy. Uh, but you know, it's doing well. EA is doing well. So Hawkins goes to Madden and he's like, hey, you stuck with us through thick and thin. As a solid, I will let you buy literally as much EA stock as you want when we IPO. And this is from the, uh, the ESPN piece. Madden said, hell, I'm just a football coach. I pointed with my finger all knowing and said, I give you my time. I'm not giving you my money. I showed him. Um, from that piece, 1989 to 1999, EA's share price went from $750 to $70. Uh, oh. Madden cites that as the dumbest thing I ever did in my life. <laughs> um, 
I mean, it was a risky, as you said, this is right after the games crash. Like, it's not like it would have been a lock for him. Yeah. Well, at this point, it's 1988, sure. though, right? Yeah. I mean, so I guess it's, it's the, still, like, games hadn't. They are not, like, a lock-solid investment choice. Mm. Yeah. Um, but the game doesn't even really click. I mean, the game, Madden is not Madden when, when this happens. Uh, mm-hmm. That happens two years later with the release of the Sega Genesis port, which I'll tell you a little bit about. It is made by a different team, Park Place Productions. It is significantly more arcadey. Um, at the exact same time as they're producing this for the Genesis, Hawkins is like, I know what I'll do. I'll get a team to reverse engineer the Sega Genesis so we can not pay the licensing fee. Not great, Bob. Yeah. No, that's not good. Um, this is, uh, basically, he, he, yeah, he, he tries to pull this off, and they're obviously afraid that they will get sued. Everybody's like, hey, this is not a great idea. Um, and, like, what are you going to save? Sega normally charges 8 to 10 bucks per game cartridge as their fee um hawkins wanted two dollars per game and a cap of two million dollars it's like two dollars and then at a certain point you just don't get more yeah uh negotiations do they're like no no that 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 does not work until sega suddenly realizes oh wait they figured out how to reverse engineer the genesis they could go tell other publishers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they come back and they agree. And it, basically, for the next three years of Madden, uh, cited on that ESPN piece, that deal saved EA $35 million. Wow. wow. Yeah, which at the time is staggering. Um, Sega, at this point, has Joe Montana football, ironically, as its big football game for the Genesis. It's delayed uh, for Christmas of 1990. So they're like, hey, you know what? What if we just put Joe Montana football on Madden? Which should be, you know, like that's what Hawkins wanted from the beginning, right? What does that even mean? Like we would put, you have a Madden game ready. We'll put the Joe Montana football brand on Madden since our Joe Montana football game isn't ready. Oh, and no one cares about Madden. Yeah, we'll just call it that. And EA is like, nope, we're, we're, we're committed to this, which is the right choice because the first version of Madden on the Sega Genesis sells 400,000 units, wow. uh, which is staggering at that time. It, it, it honestly ends up being a pretty big win for Sega, even though they don't get all that money. Um, it establishes the Genesis as the place for a football game. Uh, which is huge at the time and helps them bite into Nintendo's share of the market. Um, ironically, EA did not put Madden on the Sega Dreamcast, which would ultimately contribute to the death of Sega as a console maker. Got him. Um, so Got him. There's, there's some weird symmetry there. Hey guys, pardon the interruption. Just want to say, you might have heard that our sister site, Vox, just launched the show on Netflix. It's called Explained, and every episode is a 15-minute deep dive into one important topic. Okay, this week's episode is about K-pop, and I'm really upset that they did it, because it means maybe we won't be able to do an episode of it. But if you're interested in K-pop, or you don't know anything about K-pop, 
This is a very good episode for you to check out. Very easy watch. As I said, it's only 15 minutes a pop, and they're produced with the like high-end work that Vox puts into all their videos. But it's on Netflix, so you can just watch it from your couch. You don't have to like boot up anything or do anything fancy. Highly recommend it. You can check it out. Uh, pretty much all you have to do is search Netflix for Vox, or you can go straight to netflix.com slash explained. I got trivia for you. It's EA trivia. What other EA franchise began on a different console before, before finding its success on another console? I'm sorry, say that again? What e- e- I, I can see why this might be confusing. What <laughs> EA franchise started on one console but didn't find success until appearing on a different console? John Madden, football. That's what we just talked about. <laughs> I know. What <laughs> other Oh, what other? <laughs> Do you think I'm, are, am I it's, I'm quizzing you? That was a what trick I'm question. Teaching? I thought you were testing whether I was paying attention. Oh, boy. I like you have an answer. I was going to say, oh, no, that's Activision. Uh, EA. What else does EA do? Like NBA Jam. Is that them? Nope. No. That's Midway. Then, then, well, I guess actually it does do. I was wrong. I was rude. They have done versions of NBA Jam in recent years. Have they? Thank yeah, you. they did. They did the, the, the remake with the, the uh, Monty oh, yeah. Python heads. It's uh, not that, though. It's Need for Speed. It appeared oh. on the 3DO. Oh. Uh, and then came to the PC and was a big a hit on PC. very different game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that's the origin story of Madden. From there, uh, it grows and grows. It goes annual in 1990 with the Genesis release. Um, in 1993, EA acquires the rights to NFL teams and players. Uh, Wait, so same, before 1993, none of them had the real names? I believe that's correct, yeah. Wow. Um, Except for John Madden. Who is not on the field. The playable John Madden. He's, he's just commentary. But his like creepy digital visage was in the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. His, his plane-hating visage. He, do you want to he, explain that to people? Because it's sure. not in my notes, but it is funny. So he's afraid of flying. And if you're a sports commentator, travel's a pretty big part of the gig. <laughs> so instead of flying to all the games... He just took a bus everywhere. It was oh the John God. Madden bus. And that thing must have been ripe, is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, the same year uh, that Oh, wait, I have acquired... a quick question. Yep. Is John Madden ever playable in a Madden game? I, did he ever play football? Did he play when he was younger? I, I could have sworn he did, but like that's not a huge part of his career. That would have been the like only venue in which he was playable as if it was like a retro team thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's large enough to play. I just don't know if he actually did. Come on now. He's a big come guy. On now. Come on he's, now. He's huge. Come on. He's like 6'5 and come, like big. Come on now. Come on I couldn't on knock now. him over if I tried. Come on now. Rasa. Come on now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in 1993, they acquired the NFL teams and players. Come on now. And changed the name from John Madden Football to Madden NFL. Um, and during this period, a variety of outside studios uh, handle Madden. Until 1997, when EA contracts... Name that studio, Frush. I know you know this one. Uh, Come on. In 1997? Uh, 1997, they contract. Uh, t- two... Wait, no, it's the, not two uh, is it the studio that's now based yes. in Tiburon? Yes, Tiburon Entertainment. 
<laughs> I love that you know where they're at and you didn't know their name. I don't know what the original name was. I know they're EI Tiburon now. Yeah, Tiburon Entertainment. Is that what um, they're called? Yeah. Oh, and I they didn't had, know that. They had like a hammerhead shark for a logo. I didn't know that that's with, what the... With leather football skin. Okay, again. Ew. I don't know what the order of the episodes are, so that might not make oh, any sense. sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 2001 is the first year Madden doesn't appear on the cover. Um, up until that point, it was either him or he shared it with an athlete. Yeah, the, uh, the cover photographer was actually, they were taking the photos on a plane, so there was really no way to do it. <laughs> Madden 2009 is the last year that Madden contributes uh, commentary to the game. Oh, but man. In, in, and I'll end it on this mystery, but it's like a thing that I saw popping up in a few different pieces uh, that I cited above and some other ones, too. Apparently, after Madden retired from doing commentary, he's become increasingly involved in the development of the game, which what is the best? It's like funny. I, I couldn't find a ton of details about it, but I just choose to believe that every year he <laughs> like just shows up more and more at the office, like eating just like whatever's in the snack room, and, like <laughs> looking over people's shoulder and be like, oh, really? That's uh, I'm just picturing like programmers at their computers and behind them, you just see like the giant Madden bus roll in. <laughs> they're all like, oh, we were almost done. <laughs> Not again. He's like, ones and zeros. I mean, I know X's and O's. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that is my, my stuff. Um, Allegra, do you want to cue the theme song for our next segment? Oh, for reader-only memories? Yeah. Yeah, no, the other segment. Oh, Cue okay. It Sorry, I wasn't sure which segment we were doing. Allegra, do you have the file? The file for the, the, the theme music? song? I mean, you're going to put the, the beat under it. Yeah, I'm going to put the beat on it. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll send you the file now. Okay. Okay, you're loading it up, right? I'm loading it up. Okay. Play the file now. <laughs> okay, this one's, this one's kind of a weird one that you sent me. Reader! Only! Memories. Reader only memories. Saturday night. <laughs> Adam Don Bardo. <laughs> Musical guests. <laughs> this one is from at Infinity Agent. This, I, sh- I should have saved this one for last. You know, I'm going to come back to it. Come back this'll, to it. This will give people uh, something to look forward to. Um, this is from Water at Water Bananas. I don't play Madden a lot, but when I do, I always run the ball on the first play and score a touchdown, which my brothers are always shocked about, and then proceed to be offsides the rest of the game, especially when they're kicking the extra point. I love stuff like dumb Madden strategy. Uh, I am the person who always throws the Hail Mary on the first play, (laughs) and usually gets intercepted in modern Madden, because it doesn't work as well. Uh, This is from at the uh, Alucinot. Madden 94 is the first and most enduring memory I have of gaming with my father. I was eight, and he was able to beat me pretty easily. That didn't last long, and I didn't stick with the series much longer. But I'll always be se- be special for that little bubble of time. Aww. I feel like, and I don't know if this is going to come up later, but I feel like the um, there were very few Madden games where you could mess with the ref. Mm. Like, tackle the ref. Yeah, well, like, was it 94 or 95 where... Uh, when a player got injured, a ambulance drove out onto the oh, field. Oh yeah, and hit right, people. and it would like roll other roll over other people. Yeah, it was Whoa. great. Um, <laughs> this is from at Wienerberg. 
underscore. Good name. Wienerberg was <laughs> I, taken. I like that Wienerberg was taken, <laughs> and they went with underscore. Um, Madden was huge in my school. In seventh grade, my friend beat me like 45 to 7. He was Packers. I was the Vikings. They live in Wisconsin, naturally. So Donnie. I practiced all summer. In the first week of the new year, I beat him 56 to 0, and it felt great. One yeah, of you many really... great Madden stories I've got. Yeah, if you, if you like, know Madden, I, I don't know, again, how, how true this is still, but, like, in that early era, or even into the 2000s, like, if you knew the three plays that worked, there was nothing that could be done. Like, you just yeah. had no recourse. Okay, are you ready for my favorite? Yeah. Mm-hmm. From at Infinity Agent. <clears throat> One second, I'm going to take a sip of water. So much buildup. <sighs> <laughs> John Madden lives in my hometown, <gasps> and the only thing I knew about him as a kid was that his house was the house to go trick-or-treating. Hell yes, of full course. bars. <laughs> when I played a Madden game, when I played a Madden game for the first time, it blew my young mind that the content wasn't Halloween-related. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Mm. Man, uh, yeah, th- that, man- that candy sitch must be primo i I mean i would hope i'm amazed that he made it there because you figure you know scheduling that bus october it's october you're right in the middle of the football season and here you are having to drive from one game to the to your house yeah give out the real good candy Mm -hmm. and then back to another game yeah but at least they always had uniforms for costumes to wear are you talking he, always, about? he could just steal the uniforms from the games and then oh, wear that as a costume. Like, hey, I'm a football player now. I'm not a coach. Okay, let's end the, end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Chris Plant. That was lovely. Thank as you. As usual. Uh, thank you to everyone at home uh, for listening to The History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. Uh, as always, uh, review us and follow us on Twitter. You know that info. I don't need to say it again, but if you haven't, do it. Uh, anyway, we will be back next week for more History of Fun. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.